0: Everybody and welcome back to the show. Oh my gosh, we're almost two months into 2020. How is this new decade going for you? I really found the beginning of February is when I started to feel the energy shift and the momentum of this new decade. seems like January, there's still some cleaning up to do, but February really seems to be rocking and rolling. I also promised you all that I would do Coach's Corner on my experience at Joe Dispenza's week-long retreat, and that is coming up this Sunday. And actually, in this episode you're about to hear, there's a lot of things that I talk about and share with Miranda that Joe Dispenza reminded me of. What was really cool about his event is it wasn't like he was teaching me anything I hadn't heard or anything that was like mind-blowingly new. He just said it and taught it in a way that really, really, really sunk in. And like I said, I'll share more of that in this Sunday's episode. Before we dive in, I want to share a couple things with you. First, B-School card is closing. So if you want to be part of my B-School program and get all my bonuses, like the one-day retreat, the four coaching calls, my free masterclass for coaches, then go to christinehasler.com slash B-School and sign up for that. Also, Steph and I are going to be teaching a retreat in Austin. It's going to be a three and a half day retreat in September or October. We're going to be doing lots of breath work and life work. It's called Love Amplified, amplifying your relationship with yourself, with others, and with your higher power. Go to christinehasler.com slash Austin to get on the interest list. And speaking of love, one more thing to share on either March 18th or 19th, we haven't decided yet. Steph and I are going to be teaching a live group coaching call, virtual group coaching on love and relationships. So to sign up for that, go to christinehassercom slash group. By the time this recording airs, the exact date will be there, but it's either going to be March 18th or 19th. So lots of opportunities to come into my community, to connect, to come to virtual events and to come to live events with us in Austin, which we're super excited about. So I love this call today because it's a different kind of call and we go a different direction. And I really, really thank Miranda for bringing this question to light. It's all about how to get over a breakup, but it's even deeper than that. It's actually how to get over and beyond a feeling that she experienced in the relationship that she's really missing since the breakup. So as you're listening to this coaching session, consider, are you struggling to get over a breakup? Have you had a relationship where you were really connected to the person and then it ended abruptly or under rather shocking circumstances? Have you had what you feel is a spiritual experience, but you're having trouble having it again? And do you want to have more of those experiences where you feel unconditional love and peace and deeper connection? And finally, do you tend to be pretty hard on yourself? Have a fierce inner critic? Could you use more compassion for yourself in your life? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Miranda.
1: Miranda, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Thanks for doing this. Okay, so I was seeing a guy about six months ago, someone that I thought would really become a partner for me. And in a particular tender moment, I experienced something that was and is still fairly new to me. And the best way that I can describe it is it was just like butterflies in my brain, that literally there was this sensation in my head, somewhat like emotion in my chest, but predominantly in my head. And that relationship kind of fell apart. It it really fell apart. And in dealing with that, my therapist was just really encouraging me to amp up my self-compassion. And I found a book, the Self-Compassion Skills Workbook, and it's been helpful. And I've had a few of the meditations in there where I've experienced something similar. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to understand that this is really key to self-compassion. And to clarify, I've come a really long way with being compassionate with my flaws and how I speak to myself. And that can bring about some empathy towards myself. But this other thing that happened in my brain a few times, it's more positive, it feels like. And I'm wondering if this is what Joe Dispenza refers to as elevated emotion. But Mm -hmm. most of the time, I have a hard time making this happen for myself on the regular, and I want more of this, and I'm half inclined to kind of think that I'm just not being self-disciplined enough, and that if I practice more, I would get there. but well that's that's true.
0: That's with anything, you know, if we, if we want to be physically fit, we can't exercise once and expect it to change things. So, but that's also the inner critic in you (laughs) having its way with you too. So let me just, I just need to clarify a few things. So you had a relationship and being with this man, was it in a physical intimate setting or was it just in a moment you had a euphoric type feeling? Is that accurate?
1: We were snuggling. He was holding me. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, there was some intimacy there. Okay. In that moment, did you feel
0: safe? Yeah. Okay. Great. And the relationship ended and your therapist was encouraging you to have more self-compassion. Why was she encouraging that? Were you blaming yourself for the relationship ending? Why were you not being self-compassionate?
1: I don't really remember the conversation and why she brought that up. Probably just because I was in the throes of heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Why did the relationship end? He had an online relationship with somebody um, Mm. in Asia, and he opted for that. He couldn't let go of that.
0: Okay. And how long were you together?
1: About four months.
0: About four months. And when did this end? September. September. Okay. And what do you miss most about him?
1: His mannerism? um, Very gentle and very soft-spoken and very kind, gracious. And there was something different about him, Mm -hmm. just even in the way that he touched me and the way that he related to me.
0: Mm -hmm. So he sounds to me, Miranda, like what I call a journey mate. Have you ever heard me talk about the five kinds of relationships?
1: I don't know that I have, despite the fact that I've been listening for quite some time.
0: (laughs) I should probably do a coach's corner just on that. So a journeymate relationship is a relationship in which it has an expiration date. They're relationships that aren't supposed to last forever or even a long time. And well, every relationship teaches us lessons, but a journeymate basically comes into our life to wake us up to something, to show us something. And then part of the essence of this kind of relationship is it has to end. They leave, they get deported, they they fall in love with someone else, like it has an ending but it was important to come together for a specific period of time. Does that make sense so far? It's like a soul contract that has an expiration date. Yes. Okay. So what I learned from Joe Dispenza is that butterflies in the head, that feeling of euphoria, that the way I would describe it is a spiritual experience, like just feeling a wave of unconditional love and and presence and, and a moment where like nothing matters. You just feel super content in that moment. Would that be accurate in terms of Mm -hmm. how you felt it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Joe Dispenza talks about like those moments basically come in when a lot of our old programming, our thoughts about being in the past or the future, our inner critic, all of that is quiet enough for basically spirit to come in. So it sounds like this man in whoever he was and whatever his energetic field was like, and whatever he triggered in you, somehow he made you feel safe and peaceful enough. Somehow his presence activated something inside of you to be able to turn down the volume of that inner critic for just long enough to actually feel love, real love. The problem is you thought it was because of him. Mm. Okay. So what'd you hear me say?
1: That, I had a moment where my past was quieted enough to experience real love Mm -hmm. and I mistakenly thought it was external. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And that's why this breakup has been so hard because that's when we can get to that place of the mind going quiet and feeling peace and stillness. Like to me, some people think a spiritual experience is, oh my God, and seeing angels and colors and all these things. But a spiritual experience from my experience is just this amazing peace and calm and love. And my sense is that hasn't been something you've experienced a lot of, both because of you know your life and also the inner critic that you've created a long time ago that helps you feel like you have a sense of control and you had a moment where you relaxed enough to let love in and the misunderstanding is that he did that well he did in a way and that he provided an environment where some part of your brain could relax so that love, God, could come in. But it wasn't because of him. It was because of you. It was because you opened up to that. And that, Miranda, is possible for you without any external trigger. Is this making sense? Yeah. Yes. I'm just taking it in. Yeah. And what are you experiencing?
1: Um, sadness. Mm -hmm. I'm sad because? Um, because it's been so foreign to me for so long. Mm -hmm. And, um, for lack of a better way to put it, like some, some pride, like I'm proud of myself for how far I've come. Mm, I'm proud of you too. Um, encouragement at the same time that like I'm doing okay you really are
0: you're doing great and here's the thing about journey mates why they often have to go away is because whatever they trigger inside of us so for you it was this god moment this moment of unconditional love if they don't Go away. If the relationship doesn't end, then we keep thinking that person is the source. And so, why in a journeymate relationship, often there's this expiration date is so that we can take either the lesson or the experience and disconnect it from the person. They're there as a mirror, they're there as a trigger, they're there as a container. That's part of the soul contract. They give us this gift of being able to experience something, but then they have to go so that we detach it from them and we start to generate it on our own. I've seen it a lot. Like another example would be a relationship where the other person really ignites your creativity and all of a sudden you discover the artist in you and you're playing the guitar or you're writing poetry or whatever it may be. And then for whatever reason, the relationship ends and you think, oh no, my muse is gone. My Mm -hmm. muse is gone. But what the the lesson here is, is that person was just there to light it, to just illuminate it. But it's always been inside of you. And that's what this man did. Okay. And you're doing amazing. And from, again, from my own personal experience, because I can be very hard on myself, the thing that separates me from divine experiences the most or just the thing that separates me from being in the present moment and feeling contentness and calm is my own self-judgment, is my lack of self-compassion, is allowing my mind to go into the past or to the future instead of being right here, right now. The more I can just slip into the present moment with love and open my heart Because compassion isn't just thinking nice thoughts and saying nice things to ourselves. It's just opening our heart. And the more you consciously open your heart every day to your own love and to the love of the divine, the more and the more you're going to feel it and the more reference points you will have. Okay. Okay. So can you see that this man was a gift?
1: Yeah, I shifted. I had kind of a little bit of an epiphany in December that if things had not gone exactly the way that they had gone, I wouldn't be learning what I'm learning. Mm -hmm. And it shifted into a gratitude Mm -hmm. that things went the way they went. As Mm -hmm. much as it was a blow that he was choosing a woman that he's never met, can't be with, it's that yeah you know those things had to be that way and yeah
0: yeah and it also shows you because he might have had spiritual depth and connection but he might not have had the human emotional availability and for him to make that kind of choice basically shows you where he is in terms of truly letting another human being in
1: Okay,
0: and it's important that when you look at the relationship, you don't put him or it on a pedestal and you also don't hold it as you got rejected or you got someone got chosen over you. Please don't look at it that way because it will continue to reinforce old patterning and old conditioning around not enoughness. She didn't get chosen over you. It wasn't a competition. Your contract with this person was complete and he's off to learn his next set of lessons, as are you. Okay. It fulfilled its purpose. Okay. And so the universe took care of it for you. Mm. So your opportunity on a daily basis is to really, really, really fall more and more in love with yourself.
1: Okay. Okay. I really want to capitalize on this chapter mm. and just really not miss the opportunity that I have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got a taste of unconditional self-love, mm. which is beautiful. And you did that. That's one thing that I really appreciated about Joe Dispenza at his week long retreat. He'd guide us through these Almost four and a half hour meditation sometimes. Never thought I'd be meditating for four and a half hours starting at 4 a.m. Never thought. And people, including myself, would have pretty profound experiences. And after each one, he said, you did that. You did that. He never took any credit for anything. He always brought us back to you did it. You did it. Sure, he provided the words and the music and this container, but we did it. And we all got a reference point of how to do it on our own. And that's what you got with this relationship. And that's beautiful. And if you really look back on the four months you were with him and just the day-to-day things, I'm sure there were probably some, maybe we don't need to call them red flags, but I'm sure you probably saw some things that weren't ideal.
1: Of course. You know, nothing's perfect. Right. So what were some of the things that,
0: weren't working in the relationship
1: I was starting to kind of see that as we integrate into each other's lives that it would be more me integrating into his instead of like a mutual thing that mm. like if we were to move in together, I would be moving in with him, and we would be doing life more his way, that he's a minimalist, and he would need me to get rid of many things <laughs> mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. that type of thing so maybe a little out of balance there. And we did talk about it at some point, but that was one thing that came to mind and just, yeah, uh, yeah, that's one thing that comes to mind.
0: That's a big thing. Yeah. You having to give up parts of you and your life and your things, that's, we've always got to be aware of the line between sacrifice and compromise in relationship. And there might've been some sacrifice there. Mm-hmm. So again, this is a journey mate. He gave yeah. you a gift. He gave you an experience. And that's that was the whole point. You weren't supposed to be with him. And the universe... And this I see this all the time with journey mates. Like it's something absurd that breaks people up usually. Like I've heard about deportation. <laughs> I've heard about all of a sudden someone decides they're gay. I've heard about like someone gets transferred to another state. Like it just... It just ends for often crazy reasons, and so this reason of he has this woman in another country that he's never even met that he wants to be with, that makes perfect sense to me. Okay. So I don't want you to think this is crazy. I don't want you to think you were stupid or naive or have any judgment. You were attracted to him because on some level this experience needed to happen. Mm. And that is it. Okay. And so now you take it and you dedicate yourself to feeling, to to opening your heart enough to not go in within a meditation with the expectation of I'm going to have the butterflies again. To be open to it, but to just go into the meditation of I'm going to love myself more by the time I'm done with this meditation. Okay. I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to love myself more. Okay. When I find my mind wandering, I'm going to come back to my heart. I'm going to take a deep breath. and I'm going to feel how much I love myself and how much love is in my heart okay okay and you just keep practicing just like I keep practicing just like we all keep practicing we've all been programmed through a lot of fear and judgment Mm -hmm. and so we've got a lot of rewiring to do and it just takes our intention and our commitment daily okay this is help
1: oh yeah yeah You know, I, I didn't know where this was going to go, but I just, I have a few friends that kind of talk about how I overthink things and I overanalyze. And I was like, that's probably just what I'm doing here is I'm overanalyzing everything. And so I'm, I'm really grateful, just really grateful for your help.
0: Yeah, and you were overanalyzing because it didn't make sense. So it's natural to overanalyze when we're like, what the fuck was that? You know, that's natural.
1: So I hope... And it defies logic.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. And so I hope this just gave you some answers and you can go, all right, like it makes sense. Now I know what I need to do. Okay.
1: It does. It does. It helps a lot. And just, um, I have managed to really work through a lot and get some closure on a lot of it, but this has been really helpful. Thank you.
0: You're so welcome. Thank you. So thank you again, Miranda, for your honesty and vulnerability. That was such a beautiful session and you brought such an important topic to life, which is how do we have a deeper connection with the divine? How do we really access those feelings of ecstasy, of unconditional love, of butterflies in the head, as Miranda called them, and really tune in to that oneness that is the truth for all of us. So let's break this down a little bit. I mentioned that I believe Miranda was having a journeymate relationship, and that's one of the five types of relationships that I teach about. And I'll do an upcoming Coach's Corner about the different kinds of relationships. I've just made them up based on years of research and personal experience. But in a journeymate relationship, like I explained, it's a contract, but it's a shorter contract. So you come together with a person to have a really important experience, to help get you through a difficult time, to help you experience an emotion or quality about yourself that you couldn't quite elicit on your own. That person had to be a muse or a mirror in some way to show that inside of you. So there's a specific reason a journey mate comes into your life, but usually. Once the reason has happened, like once whatever was supposed to happen was happened, you experience what you were supposed to experience usually the relationship has to end. And often I find it ends rather abruptly under random circumstances. As I said to Miranda, I've heard of just crazy things happening to end journeymate relationships. It's like the universe pulls two people apart. And the reason for this is because a journeymate is really there to show you something about yourself, to assist you during a difficult time, or to elicit an experience inside of you to help you discover inner qualities that you weren't getting to on your own. So for Miranda, she had this experience that she described as butterflies in her head. And biochemically, I think what was happening is her pineal gland was very, very, very stimulated. And when the pineal gland is stimulated, that's like our doorway to God, it releases all kinds of hormones that give us the feeling of ecstasy, of unconditional love, of being totally in the present moment, of not really being anyone in that moment, just being oneness. And it's a beautiful, amazing experience. So I can see why she really wanted to spend more time with this guy because he elicited that experience. I don't know if I want to say for her, but he created a space where that experience could happen inside of her. Now, he also ended the relationship because he was seen, well, not even seen, he was having a virtual relationship with a woman in Asia. So this is an example of these relationships often just end for kind of crazy reasons where you're like, WTF, like, why did this happen? I thought we were so connected. But the reason it had to happen is so that Miranda can start to generate these feelings on her own versus needing someone else to elicit them for her. So you heard her talk about she is hard on herself. She has a fierce inner critic. Her therapist is telling her, be more compassionate. And I second that and take it a little further and say she really has this opportunity to dedicate herself more to her meditation practice, more to her spiritual practice, more to taking time out and really, really diving into those feelings of oneness, of unconditional love, of gratitude. These high vibrational feelings are what changes our brain chemistry and helps us dismantle our personality and our identity so that we can get back to that frequency of oneness. And this takes time. You know, I'll share more in my coach's corner update about Joe Dispenza. But the the shortest meditation we did at Joe Dispenza was we only did one meditation that was really short and it was probably 45 minutes. Most meditations were two and a half to four and a half hours. So now Steph and I are committed to a minimum 45 minute meditation every day because honestly that's how long it takes to calm the mind, calm the nervous system and get to a place of emptiness. And for me, I can get to that place and then the mind will come in and I'll have to bring it back and keep bringing it back and keep bringing it back again. But Miranda has this beautiful reference point that was given to her by this relationship. And I encourage her not to go into meditation with the goal of getting there again, because anytime we go into meditation with a goal, we're in 3D reality, we're back in polarity, we're back in duality because we have an expectation, we're wanting to control it. We really need to go into any meditation with complete nothingness, with complete uncertainty, with whatever is meant to happen will happen and really surrender that over to a higher frequency. But for Miranda, that's what's really up for her right now is basically to vibe out of being hard on herself and having this inner critic. You know, that's a behavioral pattern she's addicted to. She's been hard on herself for many, many years, and it's a habit. You know, one of Joe Dispenza's books is entitled, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And so Miranda is learning how to break the habit of being hard on herself, of having this fierce inner critic. And she can try to like change it mentally and change it by doing positive affirmations all day long, but that's really not going to do it. What's going to change it is getting to a higher frequency where being hard on herself can't really exist. You know, I notice it so many times when I'm coaching someone or when I'm leading a retreat my inner judger of myself or the other person isn't there because in order to do what I do I lift myself to a different frequency I lift myself to a frequency of love and compassion and I really can't find the inner critic in that frequency do I do that in my own life with myself all the time no I'm working on it but really that's that's where we're all headed is to break these old patterns, these old emotional addictions and personality patterns that have kept us in a certain frequency and really elevate ourselves to a different energetic field. And that's why this journeymate came along for Miranda. Like for whatever reason, they had a soul contract where he somehow elicited this experience of butterflies in her head so she knows what it feels like. So she knows what it feels like to be out of her head and to really feel that unconditional love. So some takeaways for you. If you feel you have a journey mate relationship or had one, really accept it. Write a letter to that person that you never sent, thanking them for the relationship and declaring it done. Remember, you don't need that person to have the experiences or qualities that they elicited. And the second, I'm not going to give you too many takeaways here. The second takeaway is really get serious about your meditation practice In your meditation practice you should be feeling different when you finish. You should be feeling more elevated. You should be feeling feelings of, like I said, gratitude, unconditional love, compassion, creativity, all of those kinds of things. If you don't, that doesn't mean it was a bad meditation. At least you did it, but it just means go back the next day or do a little longer or be a little bit more mindful of bringing your energy back into the present moment. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please share this show, tag me so I can give you some love. Until next time, much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode.